Blog Talk Radio. Time with us to dialogue, to 
get to know one another. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining our Facebook page and some of our discussions there. It's Our Own Voices on Facebook. It's Our Own Voices uh, Live on Facebook. It's Our Own Voices on Twitter, Google+, YouTube. It's just Our Own Voices. Voices originally was started from Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine with a mission. And we actually come with a mission statement. And it's one that we read every week because we think it's important. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. And one of the ways that we do that is with shows like Our Own Voices Live, as I mentioned earlier, what started it all was Our Own Voices, the print magazine and digital magazine. We have OurOwnVoices.com, Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, Our Own Voices on Twitter, Google+, YouTube, just all in social media, and we try to stay in the community. Uh, some of our community events is we have a weekly community gathering called The Gathering, and it's where folks can come together and break bread one another and sort of in the spirit of Mr. Samuel L. Smith, affectionately known as Sam Smith, the native son here in Las Vegas, he always said, say hi to someone and ask them a little bit about themselves. And that's what we try to do. And then we just break bread and start talking, oftentimes about some timely news items. We ask everyone to bring something with them also in the spirit of Sam, he said, bring a book, bring a paper, bring something that you can talk about. And we like to, we do like to talk, but more than talk, we like to move to action because we can talk and talk and talk, but there's something about acting. We have to act. If we do not act, then all the talking may just be in vain. Speaking of Sam Smith, there is a whole bunch of events going on uh, that's going on this week that's going on today uh, that will be upcoming. Uh, some of the things that happened this week is, uh, of course, we had the uh, the uh, gathering Friday at 12 o'clock at the Westside Bistro inside of Nevada Park. It's located at 710 West Lake Mead, and we do it every Friday at 12 o'clock. And usually we stay until about 2. If the conversation is good, and we may go into the alternate office in the hallway. Uh, we also, uh, our own voices in conjunction with some steppers, did a steppers class. Of course, I didn't do the class. I was there. But uh, we had a steppers class. I think it's good exercise. I think it's good for relationships. It gives a man and a woman a chance to look at each other, see each other, and, and also work together to bring out something that looks so beautiful on the dance floor, and that's Chicago-style stepping. A big shout-out to all the steppers, Valerie, Patrice, Jamil, of course, uh, Miss Michelle Payne for uh, connecting the dots and making it all happen. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I think it's great exercise, but I, I think it's great relationship, and we do need to improve our relationship, man and woman. So we had that going. Of course, we also have a lot of folks have asked me for an after-hours gathering because of their work schedule. They're not able to come out to the lunchtime gathering, so they wanted something maybe on the weekend. So on Friday afternoons, we do have currently an after-hours uh, gathering, and it's located at CEO Lounge at 5900 West Flamingo. And that's just for people who want to come out and get a chance to maybe participate in the afternoon but still want to have the conversation. They can come out to the gathering there at 5900 West Flamingo, CEO Lounge. And in addition to that, we also participate in a sort of an after-work happy hour cool down, same place. And uh, it's where you can come and unwind and maybe get you a beverage and relax, watch uh, TV scattered all around the place, and, of course, tones 
R&B, neo-soul, a little old school for you, as well as some new school. And, uh, you know, we this is our second week of doing it. The first week we had three people. Of course, last uh, night being the second week, we had more, and we anticipate that there will be more as more of you hear about it and as each one of you tell a friend. So thank you so much for participating in that, and thank you for making it joyous for us as well. So that's some of the things that happened this week locally with the Our Own Voices uh, community. Uh, one of the other things that is happening today, though, today is a jam-packed day. Uh, I'm going to be involved in our uh, Congressional Academy Night. Uh, Academy Night is where folks from the community get together with veterans who are assigned to a panel for each congressional representative. And and that's uh, the House of Representatives as well as uh, the Senate. Our congressional representative is Crescent Hardy. And so we're participating in Academy Night, and it's going to be at the uh, Horn Theater at the CSN campus on uh, Cheyenne Avenue. And that's where people who are aspiring to go join one of the military, one of the service branches, and they get to uh, vie for one of the slots that Nevada has for one of the service academies. What we're talking about here is the Air Force Academy. We're talking about Annapolis for the Navy. We're talking about West Point for the Army. We also have the uh, Coast Guard Academy and the Merchant Marine Academy. And you all, please investigate uh, these academies. And let me tell you that Merchant Marine, they make a lot of money. So if you're not sure what you want to do, but you want to go to college and maybe you don't have the money for it, uh, look into this. And I say look into it not just as a senior. Look into this early, uh, even as a, a freshman, even as a middle schooler. That way you can make sure that you line your academic life up, line your life up so that you can be accepted if you so choose into one of these service academies. Uh, I'm very honored to be a part of it. And once again, that's tonight at 6 o'clock at the Horn Theater on Cheyenne Avenue. So we have that going on. But right now, right now, we have something. I mentioned Sam Smith earlier. We have the Native Son Spelling Bee that's being hosted by Devin Brooks at the Devin Brooks Behavioral Academy Center. And that is a spelling bee uh, that Mr. Sam Smith used to organize in conjunction with the NAACP. He was a big believer in spelling bee, but it was good for the children, get a chance to exercise their brain muscle. Uh, that's going on right now, and I believe this is the preliminary round. So uh, I don't know if it's too late to actually sign up, but please go down there and support it, support the children. Uh, we also have another event that's happening today at the Cambridge Heights Community Center being put on by uh, Black Girls Inspired Sister Jess Flo. And that's sort of an event where it's, it's in recognition of Women's History Month where women uh, will have been brought in to be speakers uh, for those young women out there. And their boys are allowed to. And uh, I think this is a great grassroots program put on by Jess Flo, Black Girls Inspired, and, and her team. Today's guest speakers are going to be uh, the CEO of Nevada Partners, Ms. Monica Ford, and the COO, Dr. Tiffany Tyler. And both of these dynamic, they have risen from all their beginnings, really, to the top of the corporate world here locally. The Nevada Partners Organization has been recognized for its My Brother's Keepers program by the White House. Uh, they are integra integrally involved in the community. If you have not been out there to visit them, please go out and visit them again. They're located at 710 Westlake Mead because they have a lot of programs that benefit the community that you may not be aware of, from job placement, possibly from bus passes, the My Brother's Keepers program, and so many more. Go out, find out what's going on, and see how you can be a part. So we... So we have the uh, women's series, uh, Black Girls Inspired, out at the Cambridge Heights uh, Community Center. So we have that going on. Uh, a little bit later today, 
at 3 o'clock, we have a gentleman named Aubrey Hambrick who wrote a book called a B-I-C, B is T-H-E, and he is a gentleman who served in World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. He's over 80 years old. He grew up in Jim Crow South. He has a story to tell. Thankfully for all of us, he penned it in a book. There are going to be some guest uh, folks there. Uh, we have uh, one of the people who did the forward for his book is uh, Colonel Retired Gerald Curry, or now Dr. Curry, and he's uh, going to be in attendance. We're going to have some Tuskegee Airmen. There might be some uh, folks in the Buffalo Soldiers Organization. A lot of things going on today. That's going to be held at Nevada Partners. So a lot of things going on today, and I keep saying Nevada Partners because that's how involved they are in the community. You know, some people talk about it, but these folks are being about it. It's like Jess Flow with Black Girls Inspire. There's so many people who talk about what needs to be done, but these folks are putting shoe leather on the ground and making it happen. There's a bunch of other activities going on today. Check your Facebook calendar. Uh, check the, any other community calendar, calendar to find out about some of those things. Of course, there has been bunch of things in the news. Uh, last week we talked about the, uh, oh, well, you know what? Before we even get into the news segment, we talked about some of the things that happened. We talked about some things that are going on today. Uh, some upcoming events. April 4th, we'll be having a remembrance uh, ceremony because, as many of you know, that is the anniversary of the assassination of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and we're going to have that right at the Dr. King statue on the corner of MLK, Smart Luther King Boulevard, and Cary Avenue, sort of Cary Corner to the Dr. William U. Pearson Community Center, and uh, in the same uh, on the same corner as the Justice Center, as well as the uh, Senior Citizen Center. Uh, we'll be out there, and it's going to be a remembrance ceremony of the assassination, but it's also going to be an opportunity for us to just be there in that King Pavilion where the King statue is. As many of you know, there was damage done to the statue, or there was, the statue was in disrepair uh, with the help of our county commissioners, including County uh, Commissioner Weekly. Uh, the statue has been repaired. Big shout out for doing that repair. But you know, the statue is not working as it was when it was initially unveiled to us. It used to be a fountain. And I'm not sure why the fountain is no longer working, whether there's mechanical problems or something, but it is not working, and this is a great opportunity for us to come out as a community to show that this is something that we appreciate, it has value to it, and also to maybe uh, find out why it isn't working, what needs to be done to get it working, if that's possible. It also gives us a chance to go out and make sure that the statue is, is being maintained and that there's a proper maintenance going on. So that's coming up in, on uh, April 4th, and that will be at 6 uh, p.m., April 4th at 6 p.m., MLK and Carrie, uh, remembrance and anniversary of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination in 1968. We're, so that's one of, and our own voices will be sponsoring that along with uh, some other community members, which we'll name soon. We hope that as many community leaders as possible will come out. It's located in a very unique area. It's located north of Las Vegas and Las Vegas meets. And that that area is an area that we think could use some development, maybe centered around the statue. And that's something that we'll, we'll be discussing in upcoming shows as well as a part of the conversation at the statue a remembrance event. So we have that uh, coming up. And really, there's just so many things coming up. It's hard to keep track of. We'll try to keep you informed of them as much as, as we can. And if you have things, please let us know. You can go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and leave comments there for us if you can. Uh, we wanted to talk about uh, women in business today. With, uh, and we had a special guest, uh, Loretta Waska. She's not going to be able to be on today. Hopefully, we'll be able to get her uh, on at another time. Because as you entrepreneurs know, when people ring the phone, 
you need to receive. It's not like working in business per se because that check is going to come. This is when you're out there making your own paycheck. That is part of being an entrepreneur. You have to maintain a certain level of flexibility and be on the move. But that is an important topic, women in business. We know that women-owned businesses are growing and growing at a rapid rate. Um, We know that with the economic downturn, there's even more women in business. Uh, There's all types of, we should know that women in business tend to do quite well. And it makes for a great income for their families. Because one of the things it does is, depending on the business, it can give them a flexible schedule so that for those of them who have families, that they're able to take care of their families, they're able to earn a living or augment the, the uh, income of their, their spouse and provide for their family. So women in business is an important topic, and we hope to get back to that. Uh, some of the news items this week. You know, last week we had the SEU thing that we talked about, and the N-word was quite prominent in the discussion. But what we wanted to highlight in our discussion about it was the next line, and it was talking about hanging that end from a tree. And just this week, there was a black man, I believe it's in Mississippi, who was found hanging from a tree. Now, we don't know whether there was foul play. Don't know that yet. Not, Not in a position to definitively say that. But there is a matter of irony, maybe, that this happened right after that that chant from this organization, this fraternity, came out. We hope that it's not foul play. Whatever it is, it is a person who lost their life. If it was foul play, then the next question is, you know, oftentimes we say media it's just entertainment. It's just words in a song. It's visuals in a video on television or in a movie. I I believe words do matter. As a matter of fact, Sam Smith used to tell us all the time, words are important. Know the words. He was big about uh, knowing the history of words and the proper usage of them. Words do matter, and I hope that they're able to get to the bottom of this uh, gentleman who was found hanging from a tree very soon, but very reminiscent of the lyrics in that racist chant by SEU. A lot of people said, why is everybody upset about it? And why, why, especially black people, so I think anytime someone dies, it's upset worded especially if it has something to do with foul play. It's a tragic loss to the family and to the community in general. But when it involves foul play, even more so. And then when that might have racial overturns, overtures, it, it just puts it on another level. So I think that there was rightful, righteous concern for that. And we will, uh, that fraternity, which was actually kicked off campus, is, is suing the uh, university for some remarks that they made about the fraternity. We hope that the family that is lost this gentleman who they was found hanging from a tree, reminiscent of Larry's from this fraternity, we hope that justice is done and served for them in a proper manner. So we had that going on. And then We've had a conversation going back to media, and this has been all over social media. I have to do with remarks by a uh, rapper, poet, that goes by the name of Common, who I believe hails from Cado. And he had made some comments about how black people should reach out their hands in love uh, to white people, that it's not a fist. And it has received an inordinate amount of feedback and discussion in social media, and not very positive. And I don't know if you all have heard or saw his comment, 
But I'm really curious as to what do you all think about the comments. Was the comments taken out of context? Did Do you think he was on to something? Do you feel that he missed the mark? It really is blowing up social media. And, you know, this is one where we should pay attention to it because it's talking about that discussion that we've had difficulty in this country dealing with, and that is race. I was in a discussion on Facebook dealing with the topic of comments, and people wanted to know why this was, what was it, and why was it so bad. And the conversation progressed to a point where people started talking about this is an opportunity for us to come together. And the people on the thread, there's about 8,000 members of this group, the people on the thread were actually starting to unify and think of solutions to some of the problems associated with blacks in this country and with racism. And just as this was happening, one person came in, and as Dr. King said, dropped a bomb in the middle of the discussion that really had nothing to do with the discussion. And it changed the course of the discussion to where we were coming together to talk about solutions to where we got into the name calling and a bunch of other things. And literally just like that, that quick, with one woman coming into the the discussion and saying something that had nothing to do with the discussion, and there went the discussion. I mention that because these things happen so often, and then we get into tangents about so many other things, and then the infighting starts, the name-calling starts, the one-upmanship starts. And Brother Thomas Berry, on one of his Facebook pages, had posted a question about, and it was it was uh, targeted to brothers, and it was asking the question of what's one of the our to list some obstacles preventing us or preventing uh, that that hinders us in defeating white supremacy. And it was a great discussion, and it was just interesting. He posted that discussion when the common discussion was going on in the other group, and it brought up some interesting opinions, some thoughts, and it showed how we do need to come together to discuss these things to move forward. You know, I was talking about earlier the Native Son uh, Spelling Bee at the uh, Devin Brooks Behavioral Academy. And one of our very own, I believe, has a participant in that Spelling Bee. And what I liked about the Spelling Bee was it was put on by members of the community. And the community has a role in healing itself. And I would like to bring on my co-host, the, really the brainchild of, that founded our own voices, uh, my co-host with the most is Mrs. Angela Thomas. Angela, welcome to the show. Hey, Rodney. What's happening? Hey, everybody. Happy Saturday to you. Yes, it's Allergy Saturday. Everybody, go get your Claritin. They got me a little jacked up right now, but I'm going to be okay. All right, Angela. Well, you know, you've always been a trooper. Angela, surgery, she's on the show. Allergies can barely talk. She's on the show. Uh, When they say the show must go on, Angela epitomizes it because she is. She is. She is. For sure. Now, my voice might finally come back. It's playing some tricks with me. This pollen ain't no game out here, so y'all be careful. So. It might just pop back in and I'll sound normal all of a sudden. It's crazy. It goes out, it comes in, it goes back out. But anyway. Well, Angela, this is one I feel your pain on because uh, I lost my voice a few weeks ago. It's not back 100%, but it does sound like it's uh, back a little bit more than yours. I know you got some things going on, so I'm going to just go ahead while you take a catch your breath. So you can uh, go ahead and uh, share with us some of the things that, that you have going on today. And if you have time, we can touch on uh, the uh, common and 
community activist? Um, well, this week I've just been trying to deal with this voice thing. Uh, like you mentioned before, the Native Son Spelling Bee pre-qualifications going down this afternoon. Unfortunately, the winner, Yushaya, was, you know, unfortunately not not qualified. He's a fifth grader. He and his brother are both in the fifth grade. They're only doing third and fourth grade this year. But really happy to see B being put together with uh, big visions from our uh, Mr. Sam Smith, the Oracle of Las Vegas, who we lost earlier this spring, um, it was his dream to do a spelling bee for the kids and to have the kids compete and, you know, be involved in being good spellers and big, big, uh, good stewards of reading and, you know, every facet of reading. So, you know, I, I big ups to Devin Brooks for putting this together, he and his team. Uh, for the kids because they need it. So unfortunately, my Yeshaya, the winner, he would have won if he was able to compete. Mm. Well, hey, maybe next time gives him more time to study up and be prepared. Uh, he, those he moments of adversity or moments of opportunity. Yeah, he was just born a little too early, man. A little too early. He's a fifth grader. They're only doing third and fourth grade, so wasn't able to uh, compete this year. So they said next year they're going to open it up to more grades. So I'm looking forward to that. He was ready. He was really looking forward to it. And uh, for those who may not know, Yushaya is the grandchild of Mrs. Angela Thomas. (laughs) It's my oldest grandchild, my grandson, the golden one. Yes, he uh, is a great reader, Last year, he won the award for, for reading the most books at his school. I think he read 50 biographies. He's, he's wow. He's the biographies, yeah. One of which was the biggest the biggest biography that he read in size and, and uh, density was uh, Steve Jobs' biography. And just, you know, it's fun being around a kid that likes to read like that because the conversations are so Interesting. I I would have I have to look at him sometime, and I'm like, wow, you're only 11. Your mind is still absorbing things. Incredible. 50 biographies. I think he did only 50 biographies last school year. He won the award. See, the most there's there's a proud grandmother <laughs> bragging on her grandchild, and rightfully so. I, you know, one of the I want to do a segment down the road about the importance of grandmothers in a child's development and really in a child's life. And also Mm -hmm. the important role that grandparents in rearing grandchildren, which I believe is something that is kind of, I'm not saying it's lost, but I think it's lost maybe it's outward of importance. And oftentimes we hear the phrase, it takes a community to raise a child. And when they're saying that phrase, they usually mention people from outside of the child's family helping mm-hmm. raise that child. But community in old days were really made up of family. It was made up of grandparents, the children, the grandchildren, aunts, uncles, and cousins. Uh, so what they were really yeah. saying was it takes the family to raise up the child. And I just think that we may have lost sight on that. I was telling Brother Barry on on one of his posts that the benefit of having the grandparents there is if everything worked as it traditionally worked, that grandparent was a parent, obviously, at some point. And they had information passed down to them from their parents. And they had the benefit of their parents helping them raise their children, right? But now they're the grandparents. And even though they have all of that, whatever was poured into them, their their children, as children will always do, will take them into areas that is new territory. And 
it is from that collective learning that they're able to build on more and be ready to respond and deal with these new areas that the children bring bring into them. And that's how each generation of parents traditionally has gotten better because you had the grandparents who might have made a mistake learn from that but now can pass that on to the children who can pass it on to the grandchildren. That's the power of having that grandparent involved. It takes you to another level of parenting. So down the road I'd like to discuss that, but Angela is actually experiencing a lot of that, and hopefully she'll be willing to share some of her experiences as a parent, but also how being a parent helped her develop into the grandparent that she is today. Absolutely. I look forward to that show because, you know, we're we're in need of that. Uh, and grandson and his younger brother are, uh, you know, they're, they're quiet kids, and they're experiencing some bullying at school right now. And I just think that the bullying situation is so huge right now because we are not uh, that community that would uh, see a child going in the wrong direction and check them on the spot. Uh, we don't know. Oh, that's little, that's Esther's boy right there. Uh, she go to this house right here. You somebody there? Go tell them what's going on with this child. Meanwhile, you got that person by an arm or by the ear. Uh, you know, we've we've lost that a lot, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Our community is is paying dearly for this. Uh, They had an experience yesterday where uh, they were hit with rocks. And their parents called the police. And to their uh, shock and surprise, you know, it's just surprising to know that these are 10- and 11-year-olds that can be charged with felony assault. You know, as a, that hit on to one of the topics we had at the gathering yesterday, and it ties in, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm not sure if you, you heard it, I was talk, telling everyone that tonight is Academy Night, and Academy Night is where uh, young people aspiring to uh, join one of the military services academy, including the Coast Guard and Merchant Marines, they all come together and are inter- introduced to the panel members who are going to make that decision with me being one of them. Well, I'm also a part. Yes. I'm also a part of the army's community outreach uh, here in Nevada, in Las Vegas, and they're going to have a representative down next week. And one of the reasons why they have this community outreach board is because less than 20% of recruit traditional recruit age youngsters are actually eligible eligible to join the army and it's a downward trend and one of the reasons that was given is because of our young people having felonies and and at 10 years old that was kind of shocking to us um We've decided, of course, not to ruin a young person's life for, I would like to think it's a youthful indiscretion and try to handle this through the the school and not, you know, put something so serious that's so forever into a young person's life. Uh, At the same time, you don't want there not to be any consequences for the actions uh, because it will continue. But, you know, none of us felt good to hear that these young people could, if we wanted to, be charged with felony assault for throwing rocks. Thank God my grandson is okay. Thank God the boys are okay. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's very serious out here, and, and your life could take a turn at 10 years old. 
that will follow you the rest of your days. We're living to 80 years old, 70 years living with a felony charge. That's astonishing to me. You know, it, it is, but then that takes us into another area of, sure. um, you know, we, we kind of live in a world where there's not really, not to say a lack of responsibility, but oftentimes when we do things, there's always it's always excused, or it, it it's oftentimes excused because of this, because of that. There's always this reason on why this person has done whatever it is that they have done. Now, and that can be valid. But I guess what what I'm leading to is parents should have a responsibility for raising their children to be productive citizens with citizenship. Now, citizenship doesn't just mean going out to vote when you're an adult. Citizenship is how you behave in society in in relation to fellow citizens and human beings. And I'm just starting to think that maybe have we we gone too far in one direction and responsibility? Something to think about. Uh, Angela, today on the show, we wanted to talk about uh, women in business, and we, we had a guest for the show. Uh, she's an entrepreneur, and she had an opportunity to make, make some money. So she wasn't able to join us. It was actually uh, she, she bakes cookies, and she's turned her business into a successful business. Uh, she's turned her love for cooking uh, cookies into a successful business. And down the road, we'll hopefully we'll get her on the show. But, Angela, you're an entrepreneur yourself. And, uh, you know, if you can, share some of, and I know I'm sort of putting you on the spot here, but if you can, share some of your thoughts of business before going into business for yourself and then something that you've learned about business that you probably would not have learned had you not started your own business. Pose that question again, Rodney. Uh, Right. As an entrepreneur, and we wanted to talk about women in business today, and I was saying that, you know, obviously you're a woman and you're in in business. And oftentimes when we think about business, we think about it one way before we actually go into business. But then once we're into business, we find out that some of our uh, prior conception of business isn't the same as the realities of business. And what I'd ask you to share was if you had a previous thought of business and how maybe that thought has changed now that you're in business. I say the thing that uh, motivated me to be in business is still applicable. Um, a desire to um, expand my knowledge base on on what I knew to do that was marketable, Uh, marketing promotion, uh, being in the entertainment business, and then I went further and got another skill set in images, uh, producing dealing with movies, dealing with television. Um, The number one thing I think people should consider before they go get in business is uh, know that there's a demand for what you you do and know the value of that skill set and develop your database of uh, human resources. Uh, that you need, not just to uh, accomplish the, the goal, but those individuals in the higher hallways, per se, that can take your business to the next level. You need to uh, have, you know, at least two or three of those connect dots already connected before you put your shingle out, I think. 
Mm. Well, I wanted to get an opinion from a woman, which obviously I am not one of. You all can go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook. And let us, if, if you are a woman in business, an entrepreneur, uh, share some of your thoughts, your preconceived notions of what business would be like, and then what business actually was like. And if you've been in the corporate world and then started your own business because you were helping someone else run a business or you decided to run your own, what was that transition like? And how did your experience in the corporate world help you in your own business, and is it the same? Uh, that's a that's a key right there. Is it the same? So, you know, I, I did want to make sure that we touched on that. Also, want to remind everyone that Jess Flow of Black Girls Inspire is having her speaker series at the Cambridge Heights Community Center right now, thirty, with two people that I, that Andrew and I both know. They're dynamic individuals, um, Ms. Monica Ford and Dr. Tiffany Tyler of Nevada Partners. You all still have time to get over there. Uh, I think the actual speakers start at 1.30. Go, go check okay. them out. It, it's, for, it's for girls primarily, but it's open to boys, and they have their boys participating. Go over there and take your children and, and stay with them if you can and take that in. Uh, Angela, are you at the spelling bee now, or did did you leave? Uh, no, I'm no longer at the spelling bee right now. I am actually en route to the doctor's office. Oh my goodness! Exactly. These allergies have given me a run for my money this week, but I'm I'm having an issue with my eyes, and my doctor wants me to come back in today. So I went earlier this week. Got drops for my eyes, and I'm going through something else because it's spreads to the other eye. The problem, so I, I don't know. Hmm. You know, Angela, I'm, we're we're not going to have a long show today because there are so many things going on. I get so many invites. I I try to attend as many of these events as as I can, and still, uh, well, have a life myself, which I haven't had much of one lately. Uh, but I, I talked about the uh, common uh, conversations on the Internet earlier, and then there was another conversation that started about a TV series that has dancers that 30 years ago we would assume them to be women, it's, but they're actually men. It's coming up on the Oxygen Channel, and the prancing, the prancing Cine elite is the name of the dance group, and they've been getting a lot of uh, blog and internet attention, and actually national media due to them being a uh, a male dance troupe, but they represent the L L B G Q community. And they dance in, you know, in the uh, drum major, in the in the in the tradition of the majorette uh, community. Uh, those of us that have attended, those those that have attended historically black colleges, I haven't, uh, but I did have a, uh, I do have a child that is alumni of a historically black college, uh, Fort Valley. Or Valley, Georgia. Um, so, if you've ever went to um, the Jewel Corps or the, the football games, you're you're totally uh, aware of the majorette community. They're the young ladies. They come out and shake it up with the band, and you know, give a great show. So these these young men are in the tradition of the of the majorette, except they're they're young men, and it is controversial. It is controversial. So, uh, and we're not going to have time to get into it today. But I did want to sh- mention that was a trending Absolutely item. So you, 
Again, go to Our Own Voices live on Facebook, also Our Own um, Voices on Twitter, and I share your thoughts. I've a lot of heat for deciding to turn this experience into a reality. Um, I don't think, I think we need to take a break from all Atlanta programming. That's that's my that's my two cents. But it seems like Atlanta is uh continuing to hit the airwaves. We have some more uh, dynamic <laughs> programming coming out of coming out of Atlanta. So Well you know as one of the other news topics I wanted to prancing elite mm-hmm. hold down One of the other topics that I wanted to mention that that's trending and is it's highly competitive field of reality TV. Um, I don't know if you know the world is ready for uh, this program. Ready. For- okay, Angela, you, you're breaking up just a little bit. Uh, one word I did hear was you mentioned empire, and Terrence Howard along with the show Empire that's just blowing up and blazing the airways, uh, one of the most popular shows, if not one of the most popular show on TV today. Terrence Howard has been seemingly petitioning to use the N-word on the show, and that's another controversial thing that's going on right now. It is amazing. Controversy going on, but you know, I also wanted to uh, get your opinion on the Starbucks initiative to talk about race. How about you? Mm. Uh, I think the just the thought of a billionaire, which I believe the owner of Starbucks is a billionaire, means that more than likely he's white, which he is. Uh, a person in a power position like that to initiate this this concept to start a, a discussion by itself is a very positive thing. Now, what discussions that are actually had yet to be determined, but it has been on the news. And for me, the most important thing about it, other than the imagery of this rich, powerful, corporate white person, feeling this was important enough for him, which obviously he does not have to do it, to have the discussion, I think is a big deal. Now, I believe it's up to us to actually have the discussion and then take the discussion into action. Because all too often we have discussion slash argument with, with no action and there's no positive change or systemic change that comes from it. I'm looking for systemic changes now, sustainable change. So I think it's a good start. I wish more rich people would do it. Now, as I'm saying that, on one side of it, I'm saying it's it's great that this rich white guy is doing it. On the other side of me, I'm saying it's too bad that we live in a country that it takes a rich, powerful white business person to say let's have a conversation about racism when we've been saying it basically ever since we've been in in this country. True. That is an example of the biases and prejudices that we have in this country is no matter what we say until we get sort of the stamp of approval of white people, which is a part of white supremacy, until we get that stamp of approval, it's not seen worthy enough Newsworthy or valid? It's very interesting. Uh, I've had every spectrum of opinion on this. To you know, from the you know, this is not appropriate. I want this with my morning latte. The the conversation is not going to fix it. Not having a conversation hasn't fixed it either. So there you go. 
I, I think it's a start. Um, being that uh, Starbucks wants to start this sort of uh, initiative under their banner, um, and I think it's it could it. I I look at it as a golden opportunity for. Mm-hmm. Um, different groups like what we do with the gathering. Why not hold a gathering at, at the at the Starbucks and let's talk about it. Let's let's put it let's put it together. Let's put it on the table over coffee. And uh, maybe it grows from the coffee houses that, that seem to be on every corner uh of our community, especially here in Las Vegas. We we definitely have a lot of Starbucks. Maybe this is an initiative that can start in the coffee house and spill out into the community when my 11-year-old grandson is, you know, dealing with bullying issues, not from brown kids either. Uh, We need to have a conversation. So, Angela, from your lips to God's ears, as well as mine. <laughs> Let's do it. If if he he's put it out there, right? He's put it out there. Let's take it. Let's help him take it to the level which maybe he aspired it to be. And let's set up that meeting. Get with the Starbucks people, and let's have a town hall, whatever we want to call it, and whatever we we're, we're able to make. Let's have one of those. Let's do press releases. Let's have one right here in Las Vegas. Open it up to whoever wants to come there. We, we get together with some a few other people, structure it, and let's have it. Let's do it. I'm with that. Okay. I, I think it's a golden opportunity for whoever reaches for the banner. Um, uh, it, it's a conversation that we should be having, and maybe some some real change can come from this. Like, you know, the the initiative that you and I have been pushing uh, for a long time on this platform to have Black history incorporated throughout the. Maybe this is an opportunity to take it to another level and pe- for people to see that this could solve a lot of our problems. We would maybe we wouldn't see uh some of the things that we are all experiencing as families, as communities, and you know, families and communities, maybe we wouldn't see these things if we have a cup of coffee and a conversation. Angela, I am I just told somebody yesterday that I was not planned that after April eleventh I was not planning on taking on another community activity for the foreseeable future. But, folks, I just said that to you yesterday. I'm, can I, do I have permission to amend my statement? After the Starbucks event, if we can make it happen, if Starbucks is willing to join us, then I'm going to go on my hiatus from community events because this is something important. It is something near and dear to me. I do believe that education is the key, and it's not just education sending children to school. It's a proper education. It goes back to Carter G., Dr. Carter G. Woodson's book, The Miseducation of the Negro. I'd say the book that I'm working on now called The Miseducation of White People. It also has a subtitle that I'm working on. It is because it's happening to both that we're where we are with race relations, and it's also the continual spiral of race relations. Somebody told me that the education system just needed more money. And I said, just more money to do more of what they already have done? I don't know if that's really the, the fix that we need. We need to totally revamp our education system, the curriculum of our education system, because I believe, as Dr. Carter G. Woodson believes, forces and even teaches prejudices and biases, not just from whites to blacks, but also the superiority of whites to blacks and everyone else in the world and the inferiority of blacks to whites, as well as so many ills that affect 
But I think that, you know, I know that the Starbucks thing has gotten a lot of ridicule. People have sort of made fun of it. You know, if it, what I liked about the, the basic approach is it's written on the cup. If you don't want to have the conversation, you don't have to have the conversation. But it's a reminder that this conversation needs to be had. I was telling a young lady who was looking at starting a nonprofit, but I said, you know, all too often we're so busy trying to work in the community that we neglect ourselves. And we tend to live poor because maybe to a certain extent we are poor because we didn't put into place the things that would give us the flexibility to do the things that we need to do. Do we have a savings account? Is our car running okay? Do we own property? Do we actually have money to start our business? Are we robbing Peter to pay Paul? Because if we're doing that, maybe we need to get our stuff together first and to give us a position of strength individually as well as a group of people. I say that to say someone says that black people don't have any money. And I said that we have over a trillion dollars that we're going to spend this year. That's plenty of money. We have enough money to do whatever we want to do with it. I say let's take care of what we have and let's utilize what we have and make a difference there. I believe we can do it. Well, we wanted to talk about women in business today. We touched on that. Our special guest is busy. She's an entrepreneur, so she was busy in her business. Uh, we thank her for her willingness to be on the show. Hopefully we'll be able to get her back on the show. We talked on a bunch of uh, things that happened this week, some things that are happening right now that's going to happen later today, and some upcoming things, the upcoming thing being the April 4th uh, remembrance of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. at the Dr. King statue located on MLK and Cary right here where Las Vegas meets North, North Las Vegas in Nevada. We also have the uh, Native Sun Spelling Bee going on at the Brooks Behavioral Health Center here on Cheyenne Avenue. Uh, later today, there's going to be Academy Night at the CSN campus off of Cheyenne Avenue. Uh, I will be one of the panelists there. Uh, this is an opportunity for folks who are interested in joining one of the service academies as well as Nature Marine and the Coast Guard. That's going on. At 3 p.m. Uh, today, we have the book unveiling of Aubrey Hambrick, who BIC and retired colonel, now uh, Dr. Gerald Curry. He has his Ph.D., who wrote the forward for the book, will also be in attendance, and that's at Nevada Parkland. Currently, we have uh, Black Girls Inspired. It's called History is Her Story. And for the month of March, every weekend, they're having speakers to come in to talk to young ladies, and boys are allowed to, too. And today, they previously talked about entertainment. They talked about health and beauty last weekend. This weekend and today, right now, uh, until 3.30, I believe, they're talking about business. And they have uh, Monica Ford, the CEO of Nevada Partners, and Dr. Tiffany Tyler, the COO of Nevada Partners, who are going to be talking about business to our young ladies out there and young ladies-to-be. And, of course, next weekend they're going to talk about politics with a assemblywoman, Dina Neal, and with Lisa Mosley. Take advantage of so many of these opportunities that people go out to put on for your benefit, for your children's benefits. I know you can't make it all. Like, I'm struggling trying to get to them today. Uh, but, you know, try to attend what you can, support what you can. And if, even if you just pick one thing that is your thing, let that be your thing and, and try to support it as best you, as you can. Well, you've been listening to Our Own Voices Live. We have an abbreviated show today. Thank you so much for listening because I'm trying to support some of those events that I just mentioned. Our Own Voices Live comes here every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That's 3.30 p.m. on the East Coast. We're part of the Speak Up Network. We have uh, other shows, uh, talk shows, uh, that try to bring you information that we think is valuable. Uh, Brother Thomas Berry out of the Twin Cities area in Minnesota has Rant Radio. Brother brings it to you with a, 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 an edge to it. Uh, 
That comes on on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And then we also have Brother Lee Vaughn with Real Radio, Radio Established to Address Life. It comes on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Of course, we have Sister Angela Thomas, my co-host right here, and she has her show, Needle on the Record, that deals with pop culture, music, and entertainment. That comes on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. local Las Vegas time. And look for us to go into video where we will basically take our gathering concept. Uh, Brother Thomas Berry called it building. And we're going to start videotaping some of these discussions and posting them and putting it out there for the community at large. April has been the designated start date for that. And uh, if you're in your city, your area, and you would like to get together with some people and establish your build, or as we call it, the gathering, then let's do that and let's dialogue and let's put it out there. Let's have these discussions, but not just for discussion sake, but discussions for action. Uh, also, Our Own Voices Live has, uh, in association with Our Own Voices, have community activities gathering on Fridays at 12 till 2 at the Westside Bistro in Nevada Partners. Uh, that's every Friday except for the fifth Friday. The fifth Friday, we're at TC's Rib Crib off of uh, Durango. And I believe Spring Mountain is across the street. A lot of things going on in the community today. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on where you live. Uh, again, share it on the Our Own Voices live Facebook page. You can also share it on the Our Own Voices uh, Twitter feed. We'd love to hear from you. So until next week, uh, be safe. Enjoy those who are close to you. And take time to spend time with a young person and share your experiences with them. I am Rodney, and on behalf of my co-host, this is Angela Thomas. Uh, thank you again for listening to the show, and we look forward to dialoguing with you through the week in our social media platforms and also meeting you right back here 